The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Hey, mate. Yes, he's the DB of the show. We are black in sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all while laughing at it all, and providing a platform to be heard. So you know what we do around this time, and we definitely want to welcome our guests. All right, so all he does is win, 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 no matter what. All right, from high school to Super Bowl champion, and what some call the Pirate Bowl, Las Vegas-born, 11-year NFL vet, former cornerback uh, for Tampa Bay, Brian Kelly. Let's clap it up for him. Thanks What's up, man? Thank you. Thanks for having absolutely, me. Absolutely, absolutely. So we jump right in in the show, man. So how we start the show is one to give. we want you to give us a shoot-your-shot moment, all right? So all this right. is some time where you went for it all, where you were like, now or never, I got I to gotta do it. You know, I got to go for it. Maybe it could have been you calling your own blitz <laughs> in the game. But anytime, any time, any time in life where you just kind of went for it all, go ahead. On the field, right? Anytime. It could have been with the ladies. Okay. <laughs> it could have been, you know, oh, wow. that first job, you know, whatever it was, just a shoot your shot moment. I think that's every day. But um, I guess the most vivid memory would be possibly um, – just speaking what I wanted out of life and going for it, you know. Uh, I shot my shot to come from Colorado, go to California, play Division One um, football at USC. And once I got there and got in that environment, I shot my shot and said, hey, I got to get to the NFL. So I'm constantly living that way, okay. living under that that, uh, that that pretense, if you could say that. But um, There it is. I can't think of a vivid just one moment. So okay. I'm constantly shooting my shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, BK, where did the love for – I guess football and sports in general start. Uh, when I was young, I mean, you know, we both were Air Force brats, so um, it wasn't a lot to do when we lived on the base, uh, other than play sports. And uh, I had an older brother who played football, and um, I, I really attracted myself to sports because it was just a competition, you know. Uh, whatever it was, eventually I found out what I was good at. I thought I could hoop, but it wasn't really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once football became the game, yep. um, I got in love with everything about it, the contact, the competition, uh, the, the work that took to, to get out there and compete. Um, everything was there for me. And, and there's other sports out there, but the fact that you got the individual aspect of football, right. you get to play with 11 other guys, mm -hmm. that's unique. Touching on that individual aspect, you ran ran track too, pretty mm -hmm. successful. That what events did you run again? Oh man, I was an eight hundred running. Man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I don't Ooh. know how I did that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I ran the eight hundred, you know? uh, the quarter, and the uh, and then I did some relays too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. That was the same ones I ran too. That eight hundred is. Oh, it's a different race. beast in Colorado. In Colorado, With the altitude. It's, yeah. Oh, real, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's, it's real. like a two-lap sprint too. Oh, it's not yeah. like a. Oh no no no. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta I mean, it's go. A good, it's a good little pace to it. Absolutely, there's no jogging at all. Do you yeah. remember your like fastest time with it? Or I don't. And I went back to school uh, for they had a little ceremony yeah. there, and I was okay. looking, trying to figure Find out what the times were and uh -huh. how because my son runs track. Yep. So I was like, at least wanted to come back with something to say, you know, because well, you he's with it. sprinter, right? And uh, I'm like, yeah, but you couldn't hit this 800 time <laughs> right here. But I don't even remember, you know, what was a good time. I just know 
that if I competed, I, I placed. Right. Yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So you were actually born here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So how did you get out to Colorado? What was that? Well, again, my dad was in the Air Force, so got you. I was born over at Nellis. Nellis, yeah. And then uh, from there, we went to uh, Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, wow. Uh, from Germany, we went to uh, Texas, and then he got stationed in Denver. So really, I was in Denver. I was blessed enough to be there from middle school, high school, all the way through. So we stopped moving. Once we got to Denver. Okay. Uh, Long yeah. enough for you to win that little high school championship, exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was a big moment, too. Overland High School, man. Yeah. 1990. Yeah. State champions. Demons player of the year. Mm-hmm. How was that year, that that 93 season? That was fun, man. I think that was really my coming out, you know, because I was able to say, all right, because Colorado is not known for right. high school football. Um and I'm not really in a position where the kids are now where I could see what other kids were doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was just sort of like, hey, if I can play out here and I can ball with these guys, let's see what I can do over here. Yeah. You know? And I was really thinking about going to Colorado because it was close. It was convenient. Yeah. Uh, Coach McCartney, was, yep. it was his last year. And I went on my trip, and he was like, um, he's like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to Promise Keepers or something like that he was doing. Okay. Okay. Um, and 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 he said that you know if you want to come you can come we don't know who the coach is gonna be I could have left right there that was it you know and I'm looking at my mom she wants me to come my dad wants me to come I'm like look this is the reason why y'all wanted me to come right you know he's big character guy yeah, and, yeah. Um, he was he was he a lot in the mold of Coach Dungey you know mm-hmm. he was one of those guys who were big faith based but right. you know he had a great program at the time okay eric the enemy darian oh Hayden, yeah JJ Flanagan. that's how you do that right yeah yeah so i'm like if he's not gonna be here what that's do y'all fun. want me to come up here for <laughs> other than the fact that you can jump in the car and come see me which i don't want you to do right. so um after that i went to to la and took my trip and it was over so the semifinals before the state championship game man now if this would have happened <laughs> in today's world okay is it would have you know how social media is now. took off huh so that's, so that's semi-finals, okay? I, who is it? Horizon or Pomona that you guys were playing? Pomona. So Pomona is – Overland is up, okay? Okay. In this, in this semifinal game. Okay. Pomona's going down to score. Mm-hmm. They're in the red zone. BK gets an interception, runs it back basically for a touchdown. There's nobody. He outruns everybody. He's down the sideline. Deuces. My man on the sideline. Coach's son. I didn't even know his – Coach's son. Came Hold off. On. Came off. And pull the Tomlin. <laughs> even, even worse, because they got the video, <laughs> and he's, like, drinking Gatorade. Oh, come on. And he hears the reaction of the crowd, so he jumps up, and he's pushing his friends through. And he, I mean, you want to talk about just open running? Like, if I could do a Dion high step, I yeah. was in that mode. <laughs> right. And literally just came across my chest and took my <laughs> neck off. And literally, uh, ball flew out, bodies laid out, and uh, everybody comes. My dad's a pastor. Um, and he comes on the field. We look in the fight. Everybody, you know, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's on there, football right? doesn't matter at this point. Um, it was bad. And, yeah, I got home, and I'm sitting at the house, and we're all talking about it, and it hit SportsCenter. It's I'm on like, SportsCenter, wow, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's yeah. a definite viral moment if that was today. <laughs> if that was today, that was Hey, and you would have got memed, and there would have been, like, yeah. so, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much music would have been put to yeah. it, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything else about high school? Just how 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 the transition to I mean USC kind of yeah. hit how you know the recruiting 
Yeah, the cr- I mean, wow, we can go really in on recruiting because I got it. a lot of opinions about that. Let's um, do it. It's different now, you know. So oh, obviously, <laughs> when 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 I came through, mm-hmm. um, again, I didn't know like there's no national recruit, and we had Tom Lemming. I think was like this little pamphlet that they put, put out putting out the guy yeah huh? and they, like what's and i they, do from the scheme <laughs> setting the rankings <laughs> oh uh yeah yeah we had to go off of, right right yeah. so you're, you're you're gauging yourself against other dudes and seeing where you're at and my whole thing was i knew it was bigger than the bubble i was in in colorado right. so i'm like let me get out there and see what it is um so comparing that to what the kids are going through now and my son is he went through the process it's just crazy to me because we got this whole hold back thing now, mm. right so <laughs> i don't get that uh, i'm very much against that um because to me the point if you're a parent the point is to have your kid take his game as far as he can take it right Correct. so if you know the end is the pros let's look at the model that they're up against and when you're in the pros you want to get two contracts mm-hmm. possibly three so you're going to take an amateur year eighth grader you're going to take an amateur year and say no nah, let's do this again so you can be better, better. in high school. Yeah, that's stupid. Right, that is absolutely dumb. Plus, yeah. you're teaching the kid how to cheat. Right. So imagine him bringing his eighth grade grades in twice. <laughs> how are you even congratulating him on that A in history that he took last year and got right. a D? That, that you took the whole you know, <laughs> semester. That's yeah. one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is you you cheat the game and you cheat competition. What competition is? Like, right. You know, you're the biggest. Now you're the biggest kid on the field. You're quote unquote a freshman. You're damn near 16, 17. You're going to be 19 when you graduate. And we're all congratulating you. And now you're this big recruit. So we didn't deal with that. Right. right? We had maybe, you know, like I said, one publication came out. It ranked you. You knew where you were. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't highly ranked when I got to SC. The funny thing was, my so, roommates. Hold on. So was it just SC or bust? Or was no, it, oh, no. Was Michigan it any, okay. was a school that I was considering, uh-huh. Minnesota. I had some Midwest schools. Okay. Um, it was at C or UCU for me. Like, I had literally locked in. And you looked at that weather at the mother place, yeah, too. Yeah, like, I had never seen palm trees before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a wrap. So I get there, and uh-huh. I'm probably one of the – if you were to put stars on me, I probably was a three-star. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, my two roommates were from uh, – I don't know if you're familiar with Texas football, but Kimball and Carter High School I'm are from big. Car- yeah, they're big high schools, right? right. Carter and made they, the movie. Exactly. Um, uh, Friday, Friday, Friday Night Lights, yeah. <laughs> and um, so they come from a school with a heavy uh, running back and DB background. Okay. So they got two DBs and a running back. So they automatically come in with a little bit more than what I had, right? Mm-hmm. But we get on the field the first day, dude came backpedal. <laughs> like, I'm, so I'm, it, it evens it and, it and it levels it that quick. And I'm like, okay, yep. so I see what it is. Yep. So no now problem. fast forward to, to 2020 and I got my son. I'm able to explain to him, like, look, don't chase these stars. Don't even chase the offers. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that you're the commodity. Because right. once you commit and you say you're going to that school, they start unrecruiting you. It's, mm-hmm. it's literally a process where you see it mm-hmm. where you get all these letters and they're calling you and asking you about, hey, how's your uncle? How's your dog? How's your mom? <laughs> and as soon as you sign that letter of intent, it's like, okay, you're ours. Uh, yep. You're a commodity. Mm-hmm. You come here and you restart. Mm-hmm. So for him, he was able to actually, he was blessed to play his freshman year too. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it was because I prepared him and said, it's, it's, it's not what you think it is. Right? Right. Like this is a business. You right. come in to perform. Mm-hmm. Now, only thing they're giving you is an opportunity to get the paper. Mm-hmm. That's all. They give you an opportunity to get a scholarship. 
everything else you take from that that school. You right. have to physically take all the other opportunities away because as far as you playing, right. as far as you building the relationships that you're going to have for the rest of your life, as far as you um, building that football network that you need to get to the next level, it's all depending on how you perform. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what school you came from, how many stars you had. And I think that helped him. And, and I pay attention to Nevada football now. Mm -hmm. And you see all these kids going through the portal. A lot of kids coming from Gorman that yep. were highly regarded. And they go and then it just don't it work. doesn't work. Because them. they come in, to me, they come in with the wrong mentality. They come in thinking that the school owes them something as opposed to looking at it like, yeah, I got to take this. I got to take my job from them. <laughs> I got to take I got to take the opportunities that you give. I got to take the relationships that are there for me. Or they just don't want to work. And, and that too. Because been, they get it. They, they get, get it. it so quick. Right. It's it like, comes. oh, they, they were they were crowned the yeah, king so yeah, early, yeah. you know. It's and, no work ethic. And it's no work ethic. And yeah. it's you're blessed because there's a lot of things that go into being with a winning program. It's fear factor mm -hmm. that you got coming in. You know, some people just lay down for you the division you get in. So it's a it's another thing. Like you said, mm -hmm. when you when you came to school and dude thought he was something, he couldn't backpedal. You put it on him. It was a wrap. <laughs> it's like, a wrap. Yeah, I'm like, okay, get him out the way. Yeah. Where's the next guy? <laughs> like, who's the sophomore? Who's the junior? Who's Move the senior? Him I gotta yeah. get his spot. And it, and it just puts everything in perspective really quick. Um, so I was I'm I'm thankful that I came from that environment because if I came from this environment and I didn't have somebody really laying it out. I don't fault the kids. I really fault the parents, parents because right. they they don't they don't guide the kid the right way. They're like, you know, you talk to them and like, oh, help us out. We're going through this recruiting process. Okay, right. well, where does your son want to go? He wants to go here. Are they recruiting him? No. Okay, well, who's recruiting him? Because it don't matter. Right. Like you can go to Western Michigan and go to the NFL. Yeah, you they're gonna find you. To, they're gonna play. find yeah, you. Yeah, you don't have to go to Ohio State and mm -hmm. sit the bench and transfer and end up coming back to UNLV right. to figure it out. Yeah. Like figure it out now. So you can make the road for him a lot easy because the mental that it's a lot of blows that these kids take mentally that takes so much off of their, you know, their game. It, sure. it, it really it really stunts them because they just don't have parents or they, you know, and, you know, some situations where you got a mom involved. So single parents. Yeah, single parents. Yep. So here comes the handler, right? Mm -hmm. Here comes the dude that was a high school All-American. He knows. No, you got to get Let, me, gotta go let me show you this. Yeah, uh, you got to take a trip what here. Was Rick Fox on the movie where he came and helped old boy <laughs> on them uh, um, oh, Medea yeah. movies? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a lot of that going on too. So No, I definitely get that. Pray. But, hey, so just because we want to focus, we got a lot for you because you're being a great dad. Like, you know, that dad pride's coming out and how you're looking out for him, man, because we definitely want to hit some of those questions later on. But just getting back into just playing at USC, man, what – what was that like, that atmosphere once you got there? And did you have a mindset of something that you wanted to prove when you got there? Yeah, I did because, you know, where I came from. And, um, again, I'm going to stay on topic here, but I, I left a state to come into another state. Gotcha. And that's big because I talk to a lot of parents and I'm like, look, if your son wants to go to Miami, your son wants to go to Ohio State, understand that the coach that recruited him, He's more vested in the school locally than he is from this one kid that came from Vegas or this one kid that came from Colorado. So I knew what I was up against. I had to be two times better than the kids from, from L.A., you yeah. know, the kids that come from Crenshaw or Long Beach Poly or some of the schools where they're going to that school every year. Oh, yeah. And if they play me, they're going to have to answer, answer to that, to that high school coach that's going to say, man, I ain't sending my kids to you guys. You don't even play. You played that boy from Colorado. My boy's better than him. How am I going to send my boys to you and you ain't play? We're going to UCLA. Mm -hmm. So you deal with that a lot. So I picked that up quick, too. I saw the politics that was going on, and I did have a lot to prove. And 
I had a great coach. Uh, Dennis Thurman was my position yeah, coach, BT. who That's played uh, with the Cowboys. <laughs> yes, he was straightforward. He he didn't he didn't care about none of that stuff, like because he knew that he was preparing us for the business of it. Got you. If you're not making plays, I don't care what school you came from. I don't <laughs> care what stars you had. I don't care how much we recruited you or how much or little we didn't recruited you. You playing or you not? You is. guys going to get me fired. <laughs> and that was literally how he brought it to us. So we digested that early and it, and it made it a lot easy. But I enjoyed, you know, getting that experience. Awesome. The number of 42 at USC is, is like a historic number. So mm -hmm. you got, you know, Ricky Bell, Ronnie Lott. How did it come? I mean, obviously you wore it your whole four years. How did that process work? It was um, so Coach Robinson came down into the weight to the to the equipment room and he was like, uh, said, give him 42. And I, like, <laughs> I said, OK, you know, you know, and the Tino, who's I think is still there. Is the, he was like, yeah, you know what this means, right? And I was like, no, nah. he's like, you better play. Like, OK, <laughs> I get it. Um, and then Ronnie came to Ronnie Lott came to one of our uh, games and he didn't speak at all. You know, he didn't speak to nobody. And he sort of looked me up and down. Uh -oh. And um, I was like, all right. <laughs> See, this is real right now, you know. Yeah. Just then you real. hear about the history of the numbers. Right. 55 is one of those numbers. Yep. Um, you know, three was one before they retired it. Mm -hmm. So you you know the history of the school. <laughs> right. um, but, again, it's just respect. And you, you level up or you or you turn it down. Yeah. You know, that's just the end of the day. That's what you do. Yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris Richard wore it after, I guess, you left, yeah. Yep, Chris Richard wore it, and I think a couple linebackers wore it, and yeah. I don't even know who's wearing it now. Yeah, that's uh, big. It's like, it's like seven from uh, LSU kind of yeah, now. Yeah, 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 it yeah. is. It really yeah. is, yeah. Yep. I think we even got, they listed like DBUs and LBUs mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks, and I think we got, we might have got, I know we got LBU, linebacker university. I think we were second at DBU. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to number. wear that number. The number. You spoke on another number, number three. Who was that number three when you were there? Uh, Joseph. I don't call him Keyshawn. Joseph. <laughs> yeah, Joseph Johnson. Call him Joseph. Yeah, that's his name. Joseph I love Johnson. it. Joseph Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, how was it with uh, Joseph Johnson, man? You ever catch him any on one-on-one -on -one in reps? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> did. Practice? I, I got to give him some credit because, um, again, you know, the way there was no social media, so really the the – the younger guys got their respect from getting an endorsement from older players. Okay. So when he was up his junior year, going into the draft, they'd ask who was the toughest guy you went up against. He'd be like, well, practice, you know, going up against BK, it's always, you know, we got to go at it in battle. And at that point, I hadn't really – I was playing as a freshman, but I hadn't made uh, uh, any impact in college football yet. I was just holding my own and uh -huh. trying to – just trying not to get beat, to be <laughs> Um <laughs> and that that helped me get my foot in the door, uh, but That's you know, great. playing with guys like him and and we had a good run. You know, we went Cotton Bowl, then we went Rose Bowl. Yeah, y'all got that yeah. Rose Bowl. Like I said, all he does is win, huh? Yeah. So what is that Rose Bowl experience, man? Because like. That's one of them granddaddies, right? That yeah. we talk about, is, and then just sit standing, waiting to go on the field mm -hmm. when those jets fly over mm -hmm. at the Rose Bowl, man. How was that? I think whatever conference you play in. Uh huh. Uh, wherever you come from, you get the opportunity to play in the Rose Bowl in that stadium. <laughs> you you got to give it up, you yeah. Because because you got to think about it. If you go into this this college football playoff, right? You know the Georgia Dome is not really historic, right? right? Uh, <laughs> what's the other one? Um, I don't even know where they play the other. Sugar Bowl is played in. Uh, where where 
Superdome. The Superdome yeah, in yeah, New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So really, what uh, you think of historic college football, that's a, that's it. all the games that have been played there, yes. and the Super Bowls that have been played that's there. That's crazy. Um, but And they still, to, they keep it pristine. Yeah. There's not a bad seat in the stadium. No, we, the went this, we went this summer. Yeah. We went to go see um, NFLPA. A, a NFLPA Senior Bowl and still was in awe. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just, it has feel that it. feel when yeah, you go in there. It. It'd be like equivalent to if they played a bowl game at, at Notre Dame. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If they ever there got a go. bowl game. Uh, but, yeah, to get there. You know, the parade and, and just the whole nostalgia of it. And then the winning. And get the know? win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it, was, it was memorable, definitely. So headed into the NFL draft, mm-hmm. uh, what was the, I mean, the draft is a lot different now. You know, obviously the whole process with the combine is televised and, you know, you can kind of see that kind of stuff. How was that process leading up to the draft for you? It's stressful because you, you, you have no control, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're athletes, so we feel like if you want to go work on something, you go out and work out some more. Or you, if, you, if you're not happy with your game, you go out and play better the next week. Right. Like, hey is in the barn. Tape is turned in. Yep. You know, they've done their evaluation. You did whatever you did at the combine. So the funny thing that happened to me is um, I had a stress fracture in my back. So oh. I went through the combine, and I performed and did what I was supposed to do, and then they came to – USC, and I did what I was supposed to do. Oh, your pro day. My pro day. Okay. So I was projected to go like one, two, first, second round, right? Mm -hmm. And then Baltimore calls, and um, they're really like getting interested. And I think they were the 10th pick in the draft. And they said, uh, we need you to come out and run another 40. And I literally just got out the hospital. I had a stress fracture in my back. And I couldn't tell them because now you got a red flag, right? right. right. They're going to so, start digging more. Yeah, and so we got to play it off and like, oh, he's doing this or he can't make it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it hurt me because they ended up taking a corner. They took Dwayne Starks, Starks. Yep. and uh, talked to Marvin Lewis afterwards, and they were interested. It was an opportunity if I would have came out there wow. and did what I was supposed to do. Right. But nonetheless, it worked out. I went right. to Tampa and, you know, was able to stay there for my whole career. Now, Tampa traded to get you, right? Yeah, they traded up. They took me and uh, Jacquez Green in the second, second round. round. 45th pick. Yep. Yeah. 45th so, pick. That 98 draft, I mean, there's oh got Peyton Manning, Randy mm-hmm. Moss, C. Wood. C. Wood. Even Pat Tillman is a name that was in that draft. It was later in the Hines seventh round. Heinz Ward. Go Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, it was some dogs in that draft. No, yeah. You had some yeah. beasts in there. Yeah, what was Ryan Leaf was in that draft. Ryan, yeah, yeah, Ryan. You picked him off what, a, a couple times? I, I think I got him at Washington State. State. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. Just what was that? I mean, the draft is different now. They got two days. They got, you know, first round. They got second rounds another day. They got, you know, all this kind of different feelings. Back then, it was like the draft was all seven rounds was on Saturday, that whole day kind of yeah, thing. So how yeah. was that draft day, I, I guess, stress or whatever that was? It's better it? than it is now. Because oh, if really? I was okay. a second rounder, I got to go to bed. That's true. Oh, and not know what I'm doing. You know, right, know where right. I'm going. Who's going to have true. two parties? Literally, you got to have, you know, there's no energy on the second party. It's like, all right, well, you got anything left? Right. Yeah, let's go order some pizza. You went right. from a full layout. You had to lay down the spread. Yeah, to like call Domino's let's, up and let's, let's get see this what's pizza wing happen. deal that they got going on. It's tough. It's tough. Two for man. 20 at Alphabet's. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It takes the air that out makes of it. Sense. Wow. But yeah. it's an event. You know, right, it's, right. it really is. It's an event now. So, yeah, I think it was probably. Four hours in, Man. you know, because I went 45, so uh, probably three or four hours in, and um, your pops was there, he, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm 
I'm it's getting talked to. You don't want to hear from nobody. nobody. It's nothing you can say. But like, people want to talk to you, yeah, ask you questions. It's going to be all right. Gonna, like, shut you up. You don't know. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You shut the hell up. Yeah, stop saying that. Just let me see it. The, and then you see the guys that go in front of you and everybody's looking at your reaction. But, um, you know, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. I, I really don't think it was another situation that I would have probably been like, if I'd have went, none of that, you yeah. know. Yeah, it was it was an experience, but it was stressful. That's crazy. It was stressful. So did you? So you knew about possibly the Ravens? Did Tampa come out of the blue, or, so, or were they kind of in? You know, like sometimes when you have a yeah. draft, they give you that feeling yeah, that they, we they, could potentially pick you. Yeah, they, they kind of play that game. <laughs> so Herm Edwards was my position coach. Okay. Um, and when you, that's another thing that you could one day discuss with some. When you got a coach that played the game, okay, it's another level of trust and another level of, of, of communication, right? right. Okay. So he's not playing any games. So <laughs> I run my 40 at SC on the pro day. Uh-huh. I think I ran a high 4-4 whatever. And he's like, you're good. You're done. Stop. You're done. I'm like, no, I think I can get another one. No, 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 no. no I've seen enough. I'm good. I'm like, you good. Hey, why do you sound like it? That's, that's yeah, a whole thing. You sound like a dick. Yeah, it's 30 <laughs> other coaches out here. I'm trying to perform. <laughs> right. But in his mind, he was like, we're yeah, not letting let it go. go. Yeah. So we don't want no one else to see it. Yeah, and... he sort of gave me a good indication there. I'm like, okay, well, if he saw what he needs to see, then at least no Tampa's, you know, going to pull the pull trigger. Trick, right. And then after that, everybody starts playing coy, you know. So the teams that are contacting you really aren't showing their card because they're really trying to – if the Giants call you, they're only calling you because they want uh, Washington to think they're taking a the corner or whatever. So you get that game going on. That's but, um, yeah, dude. Tampa was, was, was consistent the whole way through. I didn't take a trip uh-huh. uh, prior to the draft. Um, but, you know, ironically, my mom and dad were both born there, so I was familiar yeah. with Tampa. That wasn't a Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, so I was born in St. Pete, Tampa. Oh, okay. Tampa, St. Pete, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you get the call. Mm-hmm. It's Tampa. What's the process? Do you – you know they they don't do the jets like they like they do right nah, now. <laughs> nah. It was a nice Delta seat. There you go. You know, get, on, get on this Delta flight. Come out here, get take you a out there, and uh, introduce yourself to everybody. And and that was cool. You know, it was a good experience. But mm-hmm. it was time to go to work. Um, that was, I mean, literally, that was that's been. I I I'm just that's just how I got it. Probably the military background and the mindset start. for you. Yeah, just, I don't oh. get caught up in what's not necessary. Mm, gotcha. I try to instill that and my kids so once i knew what it was you know they give you this check they didn't <laughs> give it to you because you're just a nice guy with right a great you know <laughs> clean record right you got to perform so it was time to perform and when i got there it was a legendary defense that's what i was going to yeah, get into right. yeah you know it was i mean i played with four i think three or four well if, if, if when it's all said and done i've been who knows right famers i mean what you team. got who's a sap i love Solarian, uh john will be in uh, Derek Brooks, Brooks is already in. Oh, that's Rondé will be in. Lynch. Did you say yeah, Lynch already? Lynch, yeah, so that's four Hall of Famers. And they got to put Simeon and in. Simeon. 100, 100 and some sacks. So, um, yeah, when you get there, it's it's a different level of intensity because you go from, you know, and, and that's the lead charge. It's not many teams where the defense is the lead charge. Right. You know? No <laughs> offense, but we had Trent Dilfer as our quarterback, and they were putting up 
six points a game. Yeah. Mm. You know, we win the games. They called it buck ball. We win the games <laughs> six to nine. Buck you know ball. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and everybody's excited about it. That's right. like, that's how we win. You know, Coach Dunn, that's how you win. Like, no, nah, that's stress, <laughs> man. That's what, well, that we was, that was back when uh, had a, a pass interference from losing <laughs> and, his game. And, and a safety. <laughs> and giving up, like, two first downs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, but, y'all got soccer scores winning the game, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> the level of, of ball that we were accustomed to playing. Right. So coming in as a rookie, you know, it's 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 no it's no room for error. Right. It's no you know you you ain't feeling your way through this thing. Right. Um, and I played. I, I was able to start a couple games, but uh, but the way it went about, we had such a good defense that if you just did your job, you were fine. You know, it was nobody needing to go out there and do, <laughs> do extra. extra. No, nah. nah, none of that. That's man. That's yeah. the word. Before we get too far into the to the Tampa Bay, because that I got a lot of stuff with that. I got a quick four. Just a quick four random questions to throw at you. Okay. USC, UCLA, or USC, Notre Dame, what's the bigger rivalry for you? Oh, UCLA. Okay. Yeah, they're down the street. See them <laughs> every day. Yeah, they, no question. First time you were starstruck. Oh, wow. So this one's a crazy one. Um, so DT's my coach, mm-hmm. but he's he's you got to know him, so – He's a coach, it's but he's, a just, that one right he's there. just a great friend, okay. you know, to this day. It's a guy that I can pick up the phone and have a conversation with. So he's like, let's go out. I'm like, all right, all right, <laughs> let's go out then. And uh, he picks me up, and he says, uh, we're going to pick you up in a limo, come downstairs. So Roy Green, who you guys might not know, is a good friend of his, played for uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who was okay. a two-way player. Roy is good friends with Charles Barkley. Charles <laughs> Barkley is good friends with Jordan. Jordan, Pippen, the Bulls. They all are in the limo. So I'm a f- sophomore at that point, and I get in the limo. And this one, you know, old school limos, you get in. And you have to scoot down. You like, got to slide. slide, and, slide no, <laughs> and I just told you who's in the car. Ain't nobody's moving, right? So legs is stretched out. And right, I'm like, figure it out. And it's dark in the in the limo. Yeah. So I really, I'm, I'm looking, but I'm not really looking. He purposely didn't tell me who was going to be. So I'm like, that look like Michael Jordan. Oh, that ain't Michael Jordan. Is that Pippen? Oh, that ain't. And they're playing at that time. They played at the sports arena. Oh, okay. So you had uh, the Forum and the sports arena, Clippers and the Lakers. So I think the the um, the Bulls was- Bulls were playing the Clippers, Clippers. and the Lakers might have been playing the Sixers or whoever Charles Charles was with at that time, right? And Jordan <laughs> throws me a cigar and is just like, "Hey, here." And I'm like. I catch the cigar. I ain't never smoked a cigar before. What? And um, I'm unwrapping it. They all smoking their cigars. I'm like, this is not happening. This is just, I mean, because you think about stuff like this, you might have, but, and then I got to be cool. I'm not even like, you can't trip. Right. right? Ain't, don't be the one asking the dumb question. So I'm just sitting in there, and I don't know if you ever smoked a cigar before, but you don't inhale. Right. I didn't know that. <laughs> So you I'm done. sitting in the car, belly on, and I'm I can't choke, I can't cough. So if you ever tried to hold a cough, it's the worst thing when smoke is coming out your eyes and nose. And I'm like, man, this ain't happening right now. DT oh. just sitting over there dying laughing. He's like, yeah, this will happen when you hang out with me. So we ended up going to the Century Club, which was like a legendary club back in the day in LA. That's and, um, yeah, I just sat there. It's a long story, but I sat there, and I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't ask no questions. I wanted to. I didn't I didn't want to go the autograph route, but I was just like, 
I just watched. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And you yeah. watched how they moved and how they handled themselves, and it was it was crazy. That was a lot. That was the that was really the only LA moment for me at okay. SC the whole time there, and that was a big one. We didn't get that on the last dance. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. That, was, that was crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> That's and just funny. to hear their conversations, like, you know, yeah. you're talking about some of the biggest, you know, we're all athletes, so right. we got that that machismo, that, that, that you know, alpha. Alpha. Absolutely. You, you got four of the biggest alphas in the sport. Ever. And and, <laughs> and they not backing down on anything from, from a hand me a water. It's just like a, you know, <laughs> well, I'm a halfway handed to you. I'm not going to throw it. You, right. know, you got to reach you gotta further than me this, to right. get, Come this water. get this water, son. And, that, and that's what it was. That you want to hydrate? That was the temperature the whole night. So. You better not drink all that water. Yeah, that's crazy. That's my water. <laughs> that's I my, you right. <laughs> so two players that you played that may have been kind of underrated, but you kind of because like, okay, they were dogs. That might in not be the like, college in, in 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 pros. Oh, uh, I don't even think he's underrated. Well, he's underrated by some because they don't they wasn't on the field with him. But Jimmy Smith, Ooh, Jacksonville route runner, everything like okay. complete you put him he, top five, and and he didn't get that recognition. But if he would have, you know, he was in Jacksonville at that time. They were expansion team. Um, they, he still put up numbers. Him and Keenan, but. That dude right there, man, it wasn't nothing, you know, because it's a lot of guys. Even as great as Moss was, when you played Moss, you knew what you was getting. That's Play Moss. the ball downfield, right? He ain't going in there on a the slant. Don't Especially get Moss. Johnson, <laughs> right? Lynch is not – he ain't running a dig. Like, just just know he about to take the ball off your helmet. So, right. But with Jimmy, it was every route in the route tree. Um, he had strong hands. He blocked. He was fast. He was physical. He was smooth. So, that's one. Um, another guy that I would put, I guess I'd have to stay with receiver. Um, Jake Reed, Jake Reed, Minnesota yeah, Vikings. Jake Reed, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, those were the, that, that was my group. You know what I'm saying? Because I was outside, so those were all outside perimeter guys. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't see Chris Carter. I right. didn't see Keenan. I didn't see you know the little slot dudes. I was always on the perimeter, so. Yeah, those were two dudes that probably didn't get enough credit. Okay, last one. We got got to start. You got to cut, or you got to start. You got to bench one. You got to cut one. Yep. Right. Start, bench, cut. Okay, and we're just going two thousand. So we got the two thousand Ravens D, two thousand two Buccaneers D. We're gonna touch on this, and then the twenty fourteen Seahawks D. Start one, cut one, bench one. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the fourteen Seahawks. <laughs> And the only reason why I say that is because no love, just, the, just the level of football that we were playing. It's not their fault. You right. know, it's okay. just it's a different era, right? And and if you want to go throw 85 bears in there, mm-hmm. they might exclude us because sure. it's just it, as you keep going, the game gets a lot more offensive friendly. Right. Um, yeah, and I mean, of course, we got to – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come like, on, man. Really, you look at – we scored – I don't even Hit think there's anybody to score as many off defensive touchdowns. touchdowns that we did. Mm. And then I'm going to put – and it's a it's a tough, tough battle. But if you look at the games and the close games that we played and the close games that Baltimore had to play, right, I think we were in more fourth-quarter battles than they were. Yep. And, so, and came on top, and we came out on dogs top. Yeah, that, but that but no, year. no, not. I mean, that was that was in that was a good defense that they had. Great defense, legendary mm-hmm. defense that they. Hey, had. I don't disagree with how you how you laid it out. Yeah. So, 
Um, touching on, like, before we move on, because we definitely want to get into, because we touched them on your son a little bit and want to get into that. But, I mean, come on, you won the Pirate Bowl, right? And they called it the Pirate <laughs> Super Bowl because it was the Tampa Bay Bucks yeah. versus the Oakland Raiders. Some, some swashbucklers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you had an amazing season. I mean, that's the year that you uh, had the, was the interception record? Leading the league in Leading the lead in picks. So what was different about that year? Because you got, like you said, when you came in, you drafted, you said, like, they were already known, like, yo, this is a team. Like, Tampa I got two. Tampa two. I got to come in bus heads. What was different about that year that took you guys all the way to win that chip? Um, I got to give Coach Gruden a lot of credit because he came in and uh, he challenged us. Okay. Um, so prior to that year, we were running into Philadelphia. Yeah. Every, I mean, every year. That was like that last we couldn't get over the hump. Yeah. 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 We couldn't get over the hump. And, and, um, and, and Coach Dungy was, and to this day, you know, is just the biggest class act. He wouldn't make the adjustments on the offensive side of the ball. He just felt like we had to figure it out. So he wouldn't fire certain people that needed to go on the, on the offensive side. And it put a lot of pressure on us. Yep. So instead of Gruden coming in and running from that pressure and him being an offensive-minded coach saying, I got this, we're going to turn it over, and you guys just do what you do, he challenged us. He turned it and was like, no, I need eight interceptions and I need ten touchdowns. And I, need, I mean, he was throwing out just some crazy numbers. So we were like, oh, you know who we are? Like, <laughs> you know, like this is – you know, you've been watching film, right, right. so you're going to come and get in the this. door and turn and look at us instead of looking at the offense and saying, we need to get up to this level. So right. his approach to that really just really ignited us to say, okay, we got another level in us. Let's just go get that other level. And mm-hmm. and really, that's that's what happened, man. Everybody right. had, I believe, career years. Um, Brooks was defensive MVP. Um, Sapp was, was doing his thing, you know. John was still being John. Rondé was doing his thing in the slot, killing everybody, picking off everything. Simeon was a beast. I mean, we didn't have oh, a weak link. And the funny thing is everybody throws that Tampa 2 out there. If you go back and watch that tape, that was the year that we really tried to transition into more of a single high okay. look because we had to. It was so many two beaters out there. Like, mm. you got to know in the pros – when you lose as an offensive coordinator, you go put in the tape of the defense that was the most dominant. Gotcha. And you spend two or three years putting together two beaters, and eventually some of it starts oh, hitting, right, right? Right. So we're like, okay, we're on our assignment. We're we're doing what we're supposed to do, Coach. So they're still hitting it. They're mm-hmm. starting to hit the weaknesses of the defense. So Monty came in and was like, okay, we're going to do some things differently. Uh, Dexter Jackson went in the single high. Yeah. John came down, down in the box and was starting to just, you know, really Beasting. handle the run. Yeah, it was really – Because if, if you couldn't get us basically because of our front four, you had to run the ball. Gotcha. So if we could stop teams from running the ball and force them to throw and get into those third and longs and second and longs, it just flipped the whole table for us. So that was the biggest thing, man. Gru came in and really challenged us, and we accepted the challenge. That's what's up. You, yeah. you kind of touched on that, man, and I don't want to get too – technically football wise but the game was a little different than it is now mm-hmm. wasn't that spread so there's a lot of times where you go 21 personnel two backs one tight end even 22 personnel and that year you played to mm-hmm. randy moss mm-hmm. uh jerry, jerry rice, rice. Like that's in the super bowl <laughs> right that's three of the best receivers of all time but i'm gonna i'm gonna toot bk's horn a little bit so a lot of times when they went you know 22 personnel 21 everybody's in the box 
But BK was the one that was singled out on an island on the island with those receivers. Mm-hmm. I watched the highlight films. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I guess that mindset of being on the island, I know a little bit about it, but not to that level. Of being on the island with those guys and what what you took, I guess, from your upbringing or whatever into the each game and each game plan. Uh, and really was, quick, while you answer that, did you talk shit too? I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess. I'm 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 literally. There's a tape out there with um. Dang, he's the coach. He was the coach of Pittsburgh. He was the Arizona Cardinals coach. Uh, Bruce? Nope. Arians before, before that. After Arians, who was the offensive coordinator? Um, oh, Todd Haley. Uh, yeah, yes. Todd. Me and him <laughs> physically got into it in a Chicago game. Like I was the type of dude. If I made a play, it wasn't about the receiver. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was the offensive coordinator. Like I saw the play. I'm that thought, shit down. Yeah, that you spent all week <laughs> thinking I was the guy. So it was personal for me. Um, it was bad, and 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 I think it was Booker was the receiver. Yep. And uh, he ran it out or something, and I knocked it down, and I'm just turning to the whole sideline, just woofing. And Todd Haley comes back and is like, "We coming to get you." You know, he's like, yeah. and I'm like, man, bring it, whatever. I'm here. <laughs> right. So then he comes onto the field, and I pushed him. He pushed me back, and then you know it was a yeah. little altercation. But that was how I played the game. I love yeah. it. It was just it was it was it's personal. They. They they spend a whole week of preparation. They they going up. for one like every play is designed for one position where they can that attack. you have to attack a, a weakness. Or so you gonna put me on the isolated side, a three by one or whatever, and you're saying we're getting the first down with him. So when you don't, you gotta hear it. <laughs> and it, and it, and on the receiver, he's only doing his job, yeah, yeah. right? So I didn't take that. He's just another body out there. Now sometimes. Dudes would would think that they were the reason and whatever and we'd have those, but I never <laughs> I never really had altercations with receivers. Right. I was literally talking to <laughs> the head coach and the and offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator. That's beautiful. And the offensive line, like whoever was down, because offensive coordinators are usually up top. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding somebody wide receiver coach. I'm talking because you really That's think amazing. that you're gonna make your play off of me. You know, you need to go over to the other side. And <laughs> Rondé had that same mentality. That's yeah. why we got along so well because. It was like, okay, they're coming at me. No, I'm sending them over to you. No, you yeah. send them back over to you. you know, and, that, and that's really how we play I defense. It. I love it. Yeah. Man. So, it. all right, just because we could go on, there's some questions that we want to ask. But getting, you know, kind of like into the game now, what you're up to now, um, and, and it shines so brightly when you started, but you're, you're a football dad. Mm-hmm. And, and you're definitely doing the things that are helping your, your son out. So, you know, just let's talk about your son, man. Just not – now let's shine the light on him. Yeah, he's a beast, man. I, yeah. I, I literally, I, um, I'm super impressed with him because he did it the right way. Like we went back into that conversation earlier. We were talking about holdback. Like Caillou went freshman football, sophomore football, uh, and then his junior year he finally made it up to varsity. Nice. And And for that, that's not a norm for the kids that get to that next level. That's right. right. Yeah, you usually get it handed to you saying sophomore, come up to varsity and play. But Gorman was loaded, so he had to sit and wait his turn. And he was undersized. And he's still um, underdeveloped. Like, he's a late bloomer. Okay. So his work ethic is is, is This was killing the game right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and going through this corona, like, I was telling him, you know, the other day I said, hey, man, this is what's going to separate your generation right now because if you're not a self-starter, oh, they're allowing you to sit home and play video games right now. <laughs> There's no date for a season. Yeah. There's no upcoming nothing. So if you're not self-motivated to go out there and literally he would have me, you know, until he left, 
probably three weeks ago, we'd be out in 100 degrees over at All-American Park mm-hmm. going through drills. He's still working on his game. He gets the, that aspect of it. So I appreciate that. On top of the fact that, you know, the type of student athlete you got to be to go into that type of university. Well, yeah, well, we got to yeah. tell, so people don't know, he plays at Stanford. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> plays at Stanford. And they go about it differently, dude. They, the recruiting is, like, real. Like, you got to be. <laughs> it's like, you know, they don't, if you want to come, come. If you don't, we're okay. Wow. And then if you say you want to come, you have to go through the same protocol that a normal student, student does. does yep. So you write the five essays. You go through the whole, you know, application process. And it's sort of a trick because some dudes get caught up in, well, y'all offer me. I'm going to do it, but y'all still want me. No, if no. you don't go through the protocol, they do not grant you that scholarship to wow. come in and be a part of that school. So um, that's just the, the type of dedication that he has. So, yeah, proud parent, proud parent. So you you pretty much like, I don't want to say shot your shot. You called the shot. So I read an article about like I think you were doing what um, some scouting or something. Mm. You just happened to be on campus. You like you know what son? I think this is somewhere that you could be. Wasn't even in his yeah thought process or it was was that four years before or five yeah, before. Yeah, uh, John is now the general manager at San Fran. Okay, so I went up and did a. Um, internship with them oh, okay and one of the with lynch uh, right assignments yep mm-hmm. john lynch and one of the assignments was to go to stanford and watch their practice as a scout gotcha. so i get up there and and um and i'm looking for the d coordinator and i'm looking for the i'm like hey i got i got somebody y'all need to look at and he's still <laughs> at that point he was a sophomore right, maybe uh-huh. a buck 50 and they're like you got any tape i'm like no nah, just, nah, wait, just wait just wait yeah. he's coming and um, and I told him, I said, this is the type of school for you. Because, again, I'm going to not stay on it too hard. But as a parent, you got to know what's best for your kid. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people get caught up in, well, my son's a national recruit. No, he's not. He's a Midwest <laughs> Conference football player. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Right. But you send him to Ohio State, you send him to Clemson, he's coming back. Or he's going to be there and be miserable. Yeah. And God willing, he graduate. Yeah. yeah, his confidence is gone. He's got no – because they look to stack positions. You know, those type of schools stack positions. So I wanted him to avoid that process. Coach Shaw is probably one of – it's probably four or five coaches that you could say will be lifers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those. He gets the offer every year to go to NFL. So, you, yeah, you think he's, he's he, there. He, he says it. He And I think it's genuine until something probably goes in out of his control. Right. But his kids are in high school there. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter, he came to Caillou's track meet up at Stanford. And um, he was like, um, you know, and the wife was there. So they're all sitting there and we're watching him long jump or whatever. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, you want to bank on? I'm not leaving, you know. Wow. And the wife was like, no, you're not. So I, when I heard her say wow. that, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, she said it. But you know, look at Washington's already had turnover. SC possibly could have turnover. Right. UCLA's looking at turnover. So you try to avoid those situations, right. and you try to put your kid in the best situation that there is. I could go on and on about that high school football recruiting stuff, but <laughs> yeah, it ended up working out for him, and it wasn't convincing. You know, it wasn't – he asked me what I thought. I told him what I thought. But for him, he felt that that was the best fit for him. So wow. it, it worked out. Other looks? Who else was looking at him or that he was he looking had, at? He had every Pac-12 but Washington. Oh, okay. And there was a reason for that, but we don't care. <laughs> um, no worries. And he had uh, Vanderbilt. He had SCC. He did – I think the thing that hurt him was that, again, you, when you play in Vegas, Gorman plays four games – that are really rateable games, games right? right? Those out of those, those national, national games exactly, that they're playing. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, 
he played those games and he performed as well as he could and, uh-huh. you know, didn't play bad, but, you know, they got blown out by modern day. I forgot who else they played. So he didn't, he, and he ran track. So he didn't mm-hmm. go on that uh, spring circuit of the opening and all that yeah. other stuff. So that's why I was just like, don't worry about how you're getting recruited. Right. Let's identify where you want to go and let's literally try to sell ourselves and make right. sure that they know we're available and we're interested. Nope. Don't hold out for another offer just to say you got Clemson or you got Oklahoma or you, and you have no intentions of going there. Like that's the dumb game. The smart yeah. game is to say, I'm a commodity. I'm an asset to this program and I'm going there and, and everything else, everybody else that comes around, you know, whatever. Nice. You've kind of touched on it, man. You know, um, just the, the difference of the recruiting now versus, you know, back when you recruited and, you know, he's a sophomore now. Now there's like a whole marketing kind of aspect to the athlete that mm-hmm. goes, obviously like, you know, they can, Trevor Lawrence probably has more followers are the same amount of followers as Clemson, yeah. you know, University. yeah, whatever their page is. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the responsibility of the athletes? That's a lot of responsibility on them as, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds to kind of market themselves and be careful about things versus, you know, in the NFL now where you can kind of market yourself. It's just a different lane, but, a lot of those kids now have the responsibility at a very young age. Yeah. Kind of what's your kind of discussions? Caillou is pretty clean on social media and he, you know, he's, he's, he's focused on what he got to do, but what's just kind of those conversations with him about it, it's, like it's that? great preparation. I think because you, you, you teach him the business. early. Yeah. You learn the business early. Uh, you know, the, the, the danger in slipping up. Um, you know that, you know, it's not new anymore. Like maybe, Four or five years ago, guys couldn't go back and scrub their Twitter. They didn't think to. Right. And they're like, oh, I said that when I was young. Nobody cares now. So right. you're getting graded from the point that you start <laughs> and open that page or that yep. Twitter account sure. all the way through. But the fact that they're um, at least opening up the idea to allow the kids to make that name and likeness, right. that's good because now you understand how the business works. Okay. If you're a commodity and you bring something to the table, then you got an opportunity to make money. And that money is only made based on your behavior and your performance. Right. So if you got good behavior and you perform well, you're going to get something extra that you come to the table. So it helps prepare. So when you do get those opportunities that come in the pros, you know, you're not going to be that rookie that messed up, that loses the endorsement. You knew what it was like when it was like that in college. Right. You know? right. So it's a great opening. And I don't think, I mean, they talk about the type of money that guys are going to make. I think it's going to be, you know, good money. It's not going to be life-changing money. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll allow them to live and be more comfortable in college, which it should be anyway. Right. Sure. Um. And I and I hope that dudes that are smart, you know, will will take advantage of of the association. You know, if I'm a kicker, I'm gonna figure out a way to do something. I'm gonna make a water <laughs> content. I'm gonna do something. Something. You know. And it and it allows them yeah. to understand that hey, I'm an asset to this school. I'm not just gonna let them take take take. You know. And it, and it's a lot of taking that goes on. In college football and people don't understand that you know they say hey you got a scholarship well the kid that, that got is, straight a's got a scholarship too right you know they didn't recruit him they recruited me yeah. they did Come not on. recruit that valedictorian from the school <laughs> they still had to put in an application yeah this guy got on the plane to watch my friday night high school football <laughs> game and said i want you to come came and talked sure. to my mama came and talked to my mom <laughs> and rubbed my dog on the head <laughs> He did all of that because he knows that I am in a position to help him stay employed. I bring value. Exactly. So when the kids start looking at it that way, it turns everything and it, and it makes sure they're getting there to take advantage. And I literally do not use that lightly. You take advantage 
of those opportunities when right. you get there because mm-hmm. they're going to take advantage of you. I mean, they look at what's going on now. We in COVID and they trying to figure out a way to keep everybody else home. But I want y'all to come play football and make yes. us some money. Yeah. Like they telling you what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So with that, how is that discussions discussions wow how's that discussion been with stanford um with your son and you guys talking like um what have they provided you and, and what with, are they saying as far as covid as far as covid and what this season's going to look like you know because you just said he left what three weeks ago to, yeah. to, to report or to head yeah. back up to school yeah they reported on um i took them it, it was about two weeks ago about two, okay uh-huh. so they had a huge conference call with all the family okay um, they explained to us. And it's the school or the coaching the, staff? This is the coaching staff and the medical department. Medi- okay. Um, they open it up and say, first and foremost, if you guys do not want to participate in this season, you don't have to. So when you give that opportunity out the gate, that shows you the risk that, yes. that you're up against. They're right? trying to wave that kind of exactly um, commitment. What's that? Uh, liability off, yeah, off type. Well, we told y'all yeah. y'all didn't have to come. Yeah. Okay. And, and – you know that no no kid's gonna raise his hand and say I don't want it. So they that's just you know what that is. Right. Uh, but they explained the procedure that they're gonna go. They're gonna basically try to create a bubble for them until they can get a date. Okay. So right now he's in a hotel um, off campus. They provide him with food. They do their testing. Everything is quote unquote voluntary. Um, they're going through like group workouts. Um, and at the facilities you, or in... no this is like off it's on campus but it's like open air stuff so gotcha. they built this like little pseudo workout thing for them to okay. do and they okay. come in small groups and they work out uh my opinion is that you know it is it'll be a miracle if it happens mm-hmm. um but when i talk to him i tell him to prepare for the season it's always easier to turn it off than yes. it is to turn it on and being nice. athletes, we're we're creatures of habit. So your habit Very has been so. adjusted, right? You're used to going from spring football, coming home, working out a little bit, going back for fall and getting ready. Getting so get accustomed to that the best way you can. And if they pick up the phone or you turn on the news and they say the season's canceled, then you adjust that way. Right. But don't think that it's not going to be a season. And not right. be, not get, be ready. Yeah, not be you're going to get hurt. You're definitely going to get hurt. So you, you talked about backpedaling earlier, and, I, I, you know, I'm an art of DB. I like the DB play. There's an art to playing DB. Mm-hmm. What in Caillou game, Caillou's game is similar to yours, what's different? Talk about his game kind of that way. So that's why, and I'm not being a dad here, I'm ex- I'm excited <laughs> about him. He's 6'1", yeah. okay. long. 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 Yeah, he's long. And he's fast, mm-hmm. faster than me. So DB is all about reaction. Okay. So you're going to be wrong more than you're going to be right because you mm-hmm. don't know where this guy's going. Right. I don't care how much film you watch. So your ability to adjust and react, react. Yes. and make up is what makes the guys that are great and the guys that are good and the guys that go home. Mm-hmm. So because he's got all of that, plus the fact that he's, I call him, he's a little rain man. Like he's smart. <laughs> so he can remember <laughs> stuff that, you know, and that's what you want as a DB. They always right. say DB has short memory. Yeah, has short memory on the bad plays. But if you can literally play the game above the neck yes. at full speed and analyze what's going on, you got the ability to be oh, you know, one of, dangerous. One of the tops. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and then he's got a crazy work ethic. So I had a strong work ethic because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't as fast as him. 
and I didn't have me. <laughs> so I'm literally pouring everything that's a part of it right I there. know into this dude because sure. he's he's soaking it up like a sponge. And that's For good sure. he's soaking it up too. Yeah, that is good. Because mm-hmm. some people just like they don't know everything or, you know, it's different. You yeah. Know? It's kind of it's kind of different. I mean, in, in the NBA, they talk about they celebrate the dads. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson's dad. Uh, we can go on and on. Austin, you know, Austin Rivers, Austin Doc River, Rivers' yep. dad. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily celebrate or give the same appreciation to the to the NFL dad the mm-hmm. same way. So it's not many, but see the thing about basketball is you can see them. It's not sports specific. Okay. Position specific. I mean, Got right? You. So, you know, Sean Springs oh. played. And his dad played for the Cowboys. His dad was a running back, right? Sean was a corner. So that sort of is not it's the correlation. Yeah. It's not there, gotcha. right? Um, that makes sense. There's a couple others that I just can't think of off top. No, that I think makes Brian sense. Brian Coxon plays, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he plays linebacker. But, um, you know, it, it's a lot of them. And it's a lot of them coming up in this era. Yeah, I think Deion uh, Sons playing quarterback, quarterback. Yep. right? Yep. Uh, Antoine Winfield's son just got drafted by Tampa safety. playing safety. safety. Yep. Um, so we're at that age now where – Your teammate, Pittman. Pittman's son plays, plays receiver. Yeah. Both of them play receiver. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think we're at that age now where a lot of guys that I played with, their sons are starting to play the game, and they're playing the game well. And, again, I think it's just such a big advantage when you've got the right perspective. So, you know, funny thing about him, Caillou being – it's, it's not a lot that gets him excited because mm-hmm. his whole thing is like, dad did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, he literally comes in and he's like, yeah, my dad did that. So I got to do something else. Right. right. That's cool, but right. I, I got to do, you know, what, you, you want a Super Bowl? Okay. Okay, I got to. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to the Pro Oh, you didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Okay, so I got to go to the Pro Bowl, right? Oh, you led the league in picks? Okay, cool. How many years did you do that? Like, that, and I love that because right. that's what brings the, the you know, the literally – that allows you to take, like, if you look at Peyton Manning, I'm sure he was well aware of everything his dad did with the Saints. Mm-hmm. And he went out and, you know, yeah, tripled surpassed that. Surpassed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. All right, man. So what we do, part of the show is we always give a platform. But, I mean, this this talk, the sports talk, man, since we haven't had it so long, we may jump back into it. But we want to make sure we get a platform, you know, to talk about um, a line that you guys have out. So uh, show products. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that line and, and how that got started. Uh, that's my wife's line. Uh, she sells um, natural hair care products. Okay. Uh, show-products.com, S-H-O-products. She's been doing it since 2012, and I'm just a part of it. Uh, she go. was such a support for me uh-huh. during my season of playing, and uh, we were together all the way through college. So this is something she's passionate about. I'm just a uh, basically a, a teammate to help her carry it out. There you and, go. Um, it's fun because it allows us to still be able to uh, do what we need to do, participate in all the things that the kids are doing. I got three. I got an older son and I got a younger daughter, and uh, we're able to be involved in their life as much as we need to. And, you know, it's entrepreneurship and it's ownership. You know, Absolutely. And that's, and that's a big thing, too, because I can't pass along football to them. But we can pass something like this down to that's them. Big song. So that's really we big. We try to keep it going. That's awesome. Yeah, even on that, man. You know, uh, we we say it in our in our in our tagline is that you know I'm I won't shut up and dribble. I'm more than an athlete. How in your your sense? I mean, it seems like you have it. You had it put together right out of you know when you were done playing. That okay, I got another life or I got another career outside of that. What was that something? I guess when you were playing that allowed you to think outside of just the sport. So I, I'm always. I got my eyes open, man, and I'm watching. And um, 
you know, you get these checks, right? And we're getting some big checks. And you understand quickly that the guy that's cutting you that check ain't losing money, you know? So <laughs> right. even when you talk about Mahomes, 500 million, whatever it is, like that family is not losing, losing money, money by giving him that. Mm-hmm. Right. So my whole thing was like, uh, you got to get to the bottom right-hand corner of that check. You know, stop signing the back, get to the bottom right. Mm-hmm. And I bumped my head many a times in business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, I, I listen to other guys that are doing it now similar role with their wife and stuff and they're like i got this don't tell me nothing you got to listen you got to learn you know mm-hmm. it's a reason why people came in front of you and have been successful yes. and it's the reason why people that came in front of you are sitting at home so you try to avoid the mistakes yeah. and you ask enough questions um but when it comes down to it us as a people um and especially that's why and, and people ask me all the time what you doing with hair and it's like that's recession proof, bro. We yeah. went through this already. Like uh. you, let, you ask the woman if she gonna let her hair go crazy, right? And and she's gonna figure out how to prioritize that. One hundred percent. So when you get into those type of assets, one hundred percent, and you start dealing with the manufacturing side of it, and right. you start dealing with the the marketing side, like you start putting that whole piece together. Um, that's a good part to be a part of. Man. There's other things that I bump my head in with clothing and different stuff like that. It's interchangeable. It's moving. And, and you try to take the risk out of what you're doing. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, I watched the family like the Glazer family. You know, mm. Glazer, Malcolm Glazer made his money off of um, Omega Oils. Mm-hmm. So he was selling like a fish oil. The fish know, oil pills. Back and... before supplements were mm. the thing. But they, they, they basically monopolized the market. They took that, kept moving forward, and now mm-hmm. they have generational wealth. Yeah. Um, so it takes us a little bit longer because right. of what we're up against and, and the fact that we're not getting anything passed down. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, we're all first generation, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, for my kids, you know, the only thing I stress to them is like, I don't care if you are the garbage man. If you're the garbage man, only be that role because you want to one day own the garbage company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like ER, what kind of ER job are you doing? Manager, producer, owner, like do not be an <laughs> employee, man. Because ER. Because employee, you get fired. They can't send you home when you own it. You right. know? And, you, and you might bust your ass and you might bust your face wide open. But at least you did it to something that you owned, you know. So that's what I try to stress to them and I try to live it. And it's a longer road. You know, I could have went into coaching. That's I could have went into. Yeah. Did you dabble in coaching? I and, thought about it. Uh-huh. But, again, I'm an employee. And then what about, um, you know, a lot of transition. And, and I think you hinted on it and I read somewhere. But to the media, because a lot of people play and they just get behind the camera. Yeah. You know, and it's like, same thing, you're an employee. They can send you home. (laughs) I'm not trying to see a pink slip. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I got cut when I was with the Lions, and that was just like, I'm not getting cut in anything else, (laughs) you know? So you try to create things that you can own and create things that you can control. No, I get that. Well, man, time flies when you're having fun, man. And I think that's a great mantra model, but this is where we call like uh, dropping the assist or, you know, uh, dropping gems. What is kind of a mantra or, or like some inspirational or something you would tell your younger self or something you would tell your son, you know? So for all the listeners, man, drop a gem for us, a quick quote or something you live by. Um, I live by this and I tell my kids this is that uh, you fear none, you respect all. You know, down to the bum, unfortunately, somebody that's a transit out on the street to the CEO. You respect them, but you don't fear them. You know, he still got to go home and sit on the toilet at some point <laughs> and try to get it out. Um, <laughs> we all live the same way. 
and so. and if you live that way and you practice that and you reciprocate that back the way you carry yourself it it just it just puts you in different opportunities you know it's a lot of times that people are super talented but they're fearful or they're intimidated or yeah. have no self-confidence and then it's a lot of times with dudes is not talented and they're overconfident and they lose out on opportunities because they just ain't humble enough to be like i don't know right so my whole thing is for them girls boys women men fear none and respect all there you have it i love it man i love it man well abk man thank you again for no being problem, on the show brother. man oh um thank you for listening man i hope you guys enjoyed the show it's just so much that we wanted to get through. Dynamic guy to have on the show. We've been waiting to have him on, so hopefully we can get him back at some time, man. Just, just nuggets and wisdom. Um, if you enjoyed the show, man, please provide us feedback on all any of our platforms. Uh, we are Black in Sports on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. Let us know what you liked, and let us know who else you'd like to see on the show. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and don't forget to access the locker room for our short-form uh, episodes that we have um, every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google, and just wherever you listen to your podcast. So please stay safe, practice gratitude, and remember, we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo. Yo, yo. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to conscious class to rap.